0: We are very excited today to have Dr. Ray and Christy Self with us. And uh, Dr. Ray has been with us all weekend. He preached Friday night at Celebrate Recovery. Preached yesterday. We did a uh, half day conference yesterday on the gifts and callings of God. And if you missed that, uh, you missed a treasure chest full of amazing wisdom and just some great knowledge from the Word of God. But today he's going to bring the Word of the Lord to us this morning. Uh, In case you don't know who Dr. Ray is, Dr. Ray is the founder and president of ICM. ICM is International College of Ministries. Uh, He was the president of Memphis Bible College for years, and uh, several years ago he moved to Orlando, Florida, and uh, the sunny state there. He left all the heat down there apparently, but uh, he moved to Orlando, Florida and started ICM. It is a online, fully accredited Bible college uh, that offers uh, degrees uh, from bachelor's to all the way up to doctorate degrees, associates all the way up to doctorate degrees, and uh, just a great ministry. His heart really is, through the, through the vision of ICM, is to equip and empower the body of Christ to do what God has called believers to do, right? And what happens through education is and training is you get equipped to do the things God has called you to do, and it begins to open doors of opportunity for you to go places that you could have never gone before before. And so if you're interested in ICM, you can talk to Dr. Ray and Christy after service today. There's a information table out front. Uh, There's also a book he wrote, has written uh, entitled Redeeming Your Past, uh, Claiming Your Promised Land. And uh, I believe it's about $10 out there. There's an honor system. You can purchase a book if you want to do that today. Uh, But as I've shared all three services this morning, my favorite element about Dr. Ray uh, is not his uh, education or academic abilities, it's the fact that he genuinely has, has a genuine heart for God and for people. He truly loves people, and he cares about what God is doing in the lives of people, and he really desires to see individuals step into God's calling for their life. And so, uh, Dr. Ray, we love you very much. We're so thankful to have you and Christy with us today. And as I shared earlier, Dr. Ray's not a whole lot to look at. That's why he brings Christy with him. She's a wonderful lady that helps him out a whole lot this morning. Let's give them a great big Alabama welcome. Come on. Let them know we're glad to have them this morning.
1: All right. Well, let me let my better half greet you here. Amen. She does make me look good, doesn't she? She's a hottie. But she's my wife. It's all right. You can lust after your own wife. That's legal. That is legal. Amen.
2: I don't know if I can say anything now. You guys are just amazing. Um, I grew up in Florida, but we're not southern. Southern. So, the Southern hospitality here, the Young Bloods have been amazing taking care of us. Uh, we've been so filled up with good food. And then here today, the worship um, has been amazing. The message you will love, really inspired, anointed. Um, but I just thank you so much for opening your hearts to us. I'm so thrilled to be back here. Um, ministering with my husband here. We have a 87-year-old grandfather, my dad, that needs 24-7 care. So I've not been able to travel with him for years. And out of all the places he goes, this was the place that we really felt um, was our first time to go together again to minister. So um, I just feel so filled up. And again, thank you guys. Um, and the song, what a powerful name we have in Jesus. You know, he goes before us. He lays the groundwork for us. He breaks the chains off of us. He sets us free. He fills us up with his peace and his love. Um, He's here to guide each one of us into the destiny he has for us individually and as a body of Christ. So you've got amazing things going on here in the church, your people, your leadership, your pastor. um, Really, it's it's a fantastic place to be. So thank you.
1: Amen. Well, it's an honor to be here again thank you Pastor Keith Pastor Kelly and um, Curtis and Jim and Forrest and everybody just appreciate all of you guys it's good to, it's great to be here and then uh, it's, it's amazing that people get private jets just to come up and hear me speak that's really amazing <laughs> like wow <laughs> is that is that an airport is it paved in Gunners it is paved okay that's good that's good Amen. <laughs> So, we you find a crop duster? That's pretty much all you see around here. <laughs> no, just, kidding. just kidding. Amen. Anyway, um, love you guys. It's a great honor, great honor to be here. Lord, we just thank you for your word that cannot return void. God bless you, Father. We just thank you for your anointing and uh, the Holy Spirit. You're just welcome here. Holy Spirit, you're a welcome in this house in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I usually start off pretty theological, so I try to be theological and so uh, I have to tell you a little story about little Johnny, you know, about little Johnny going to school, you know, and uh, little Johnny, was his uh, mama would walk little Johnny to school just to be safe, you know, he was kind of young, and she wanted to make sure that he was safe. And but one day, little Johnny says, "Mama, mama, mama, don't don't walk me. It's getting kind of embarrassing, you know. Can I just can I just walk with my friends and not have you hold my hand, you know?" And she says, "Oh well, well, I, I guess I'll guess." And so. Mama said, okay, I'll let you do it. But then she found a neighbor, and a neighbor said, don't worry, don't worry. I walk my daughter to school every day. I'll watch him for you. And so Mama felt okay about it, okay? And so then uh, one day they're walking to school, and little Johnny's friend said, uh, you notice that lady and that daughter walking behind us all all the time? He goes, yeah. Who are they? He said, well, that's that's surely Goodness and her daughter Mercy he says, well, how do you know that, that her name is Shirley Goodness and that's her daughter Mercy? He says, well, my mama makes her read the Bible every night. And I read Psalms 23. And it says, Shirley Goodness and Mercy will follow me all the days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's about as corny as I can get. Amen? Got some people from Louisiana here. I thought I had to you know, keep, keep, keep it like that. Are you LSU guys? I mean, are you all LSU? You have to. It's illegal it's illegal to be LSU. Well, this, you, you know you're in enemy territory here. Amen. They they roll Tide and more Eagle around here and here I come. I'm Ole Miss. You know so that's just that's really tough. We need a lot of prayer. Amen. We need a miracle. We need we need to get off probation. is what we need to get off. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Go Tigers. No, I can't, can't hardly say that. So I'm going to talk about the Ascension today. You know, you know, we just celebrated at a great event. You know, we, we had Good Friday, and we celebrated the, the, the death of Christ, amen, the fact that he went to the cross and took everything to the cross for us. I mean, are we grateful that Jesus went to the cross, amen? Are we grateful for that? Do you... Do you, do you understand that when he went to the cross, he didn't have to do it. Jesus said, no one takes my life from me, but I have the power to lay it down and the power to raise it up. He, he did this voluntarily, amen. He prayed, Lord, if it be your will, take the cup from me, but, but not my will, but your will be done, amen. And Jesus voluntarily did this. Well, what did he do with the cross, amen? He, he died our death. You know, the, the God is a, is a lawgiver. And God made a law, you know. He made a law it said the wages of sin is death. And all of us have sinned, amen, not you, Christy, but everybody else, we've all sinned, amen. We have all sinned, the Bible falls short of the glory of God. But Jesus paid the price for that sin. The law of God says if you sin, you have to die. Now God will not lie, he's a righteous judge. Some people view God as this big old teddy bear in the sky. He just loves us, he, it's okay, he just loves you. Well, he does love you, but you forget he's also a judge. He's a righteous judge, and he has a rule, and he has a law. If you sin, you die, but Jesus. I said, but Jesus. (laughs) But Jesus said, Lord, don't kill them, kill me. Don't kill them, Lord. I'll die so they don't have to die. And he literally substituted his life for our life. And I know this is just the, the plain old gospel, but we should never forget it. We should never take it for granted. We should every day wake up, and thank you, Jesus. So he goes to the cross and pays the penalty that we deserved. He's on the cross not for himself. He's on the cross for you. He's on the cross for me. Amen? And he took shame. And he took condemnation. He took the curse. He took disease. He took poverty. He took all the stuff that was rightfully ours upon his body. Incredible. Incredible. and gave us an incredible, it's called the divine exchange. And we should never forget to praise him for that. You know, today, you know, one of the most amazing things he took was, he took shame, guilt, and condemnation. When I was in the world, I would do stuff all the time. I would just do some stuff. I'm not going to tell you all I did, but you know, I've been there, done that, and I wore some bad t-shirts, okay? I, I did some stuff. And every time I did stuff, I picked up a little more shame. And I would, and I would... You know, I would uh, smoke that joint and get a little more shame. I'd take that drink and get a little more condemnation. I, I'd party and just get, you know what I'm talking about? You do this stuff when you're in the world, and it's kind of fun. You, hey, sin is fine. It'll kill you, but it's fine. Amen? I mean, come on. I'm not, you know, sin can't be fun, and it's evil fun. But I would do this stuff, and everything, every time I did it, I'd just get more weight on me, more condemnation. It was like I was just sliming myself. I'd get more dirt on me. Then Jesus comes and literally takes all that away. He takes all the shame. He takes the condemnation. He takes it away. Why would you not want to get rid of this stuff? Amen? Jesus wants to take your shame, your condemnation, your guilt. He wants to take it all and give you something that's incredible. His life, his goodness, his power, his anointing, his love. You know, if you have never received Christ as your Savior, do not leave here today. You're not doing, why, don't, why do you want to carry this stuff anymore? Get rid of the stuff. Let him take it. That's what it's all about. So we know he did that. Then we know on the third day he rose again. Amen? You see the resurrection, he rose again. Amen? He rose again. That's, that's complete victory over death. And the Bible says if you believe it, you are resurrected with him. As a matter of fact, baptism is a symbol of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Amen? Resurrection is complete victory. Resurrection is complete victory over everything that should have killed you. Jesus gave us that victory by rising from the dead. And if you believe it, you'll receive it. Amen. Now, everything Jesus did doesn't work for you unless you have faith in it. Nothing works unless you believe it. That's God's condition. You have to believe it to receive it. You know, he died for the sins of the world, but only the people that believe get it. He died for the Muslims. He died for the Hindus. He died for the Buddhists. He died for the atheists. And they don't get it because they don't believe it. Amen. Well, you believe it, right? I mean, you believe, you know it, right? If you believe it, raise your hand. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Woo. That's what it's about. But he wasn't finished yet. Something else happened. And this is what I want to talk about today. He, he hung around for 40 more days. He hung around for 40 more days. Amen? And then at the end of the 40 days, we come to the Scripture in Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 49. That's where we'll start out. Jesus was talking. He says, behold, I'm sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city till you're clothed with power from on high. So he said, okay, I'm getting ready to send you something that's going to be really good. It's a promise. Amen. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands, and he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he parted from them, and he was carried up into heaven. He was carried, do you get that? He was carried up into heaven. Where did he go? He went back to his throne. He left his throne to come down to save us, amen. And then after 40 days, after the, after the resurrection, he ascended back to his throne. Do you, you remember, he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords, who was and is and is to come, the Alpha and the Omega. He is the guy. He's the king. But He left His throne to save us, but now He goes back to His throne to take His rightful place. And He's sitting on that throne right now. That's exactly where He is. But He said something also interesting. He said, when I go up, I'm going to send something down. I'm going to go up and send the Holy Spirit down. i got to go up so the Holy Spirit will come down. Amen. That's another incredible promise. Amen. He, he kind of freaked the path, he freaked the disciples out. Before He died in John 16, 7, He said something interesting. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's expedient for you that I go away. Some, some scriptures say it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Comforter will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him unto you. This is kind of, can you imagine this? And I was talking about this two other times today. <laughs> anyway, imagine this. Can you imagine anything better than walking around with Jesus the disciples were walking with Jesus, literally in the flesh. They're doing ministry with Jesus. They watched Jesus feed the 5,000, amen. They watched Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead, amen. They saw Jesus walk on water. I mean, they were actually in the ministry with Jesus. Now, it's cool to be in ministry with, with Keith Hodges, amen. It's really cool. But I want to tell you something. As cool as it is to be in ministry with Keith Hodges, it's even cooler to be in ministry with Jesus Christ himself, amen. It's, it's, it has to be the coolest thing Ever. And then all of a sudden he says, but you know what? You'll be better off when I leave. They had to be thinking, are you crazy? How could you be better off? How could we be better off without you? They said, yeah, you will be because when I leave, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit down and then I'm going to live inside of you and I'm going to be a part of it, and I'm going to give you power, and I'm going to give you authority. I'm going to live live inside of you. I'm not going to be just just outside of you. I'm going to be inside of you. I'm going to fill you with the same anointing and same power that I have. That's what I'm going to do. And it's to your advantage that I leave so you can have this anointing. That's a cool promise. So, I can't think, what's better than walking around with Jesus? According to Jesus, it's better that we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. The first sermon in the Bible, in the New Testament, talks about Jesus going up to heaven. He talks about the ascension. Peter is preaching in Acts 2, verse 32. It says, This Jesus God raised up again, to which were all witnesses. Therefore, having been exalted to the right hand of God, exalted means that's the king. I mean, he's back as the king. And having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He's poured forth this which you both see and hear. You see, when Jesus ascended into heaven, it's the ultimate victory. You've got to understand, he left his throne to come down to earth to save us. Amen? But at the ascension, he went back and took his rightful place. Jesus went back to his throne. That's where he's sitting right now. He's, he's not here in the flesh. He's here in the spirit, in our heart. But he's back where he belongs. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus is king, and he's on his throne and it says he's sitting at the right hand of God. He went from God incarnate on earth back to his rightful place as the King of Kings. Amen? This was the final piece of the puzzle. This was the final victory. It was the final culmination of his ministry. And I want you to picture this because this is the picture God gave me. Now you know there is a, the right hand is called the the hand of, of authority. It's the hand of honor. You've ever been to a to a a wedding banquet, okay, or a wedding reception, there's the the table of honor, right? And you have the bride and groom sitting right there in the middle. And then at the right hand will be either the, the best man or the maid of honor. Anytime you have a seating arrangement, whoever sits at the right of the king or at the right of the main person, that's the place of honor, amen? And so you have God on his throne, and at God's right hand you have Jesus on his throne, but there's another seat next to Jesus. There is another seat next to Jesus. Now, this is something that's really amazing. There's a scripture that I'm getting ready to share with you that, to me, just blows my mind. This scripture, to me, is so amazing, so outstanding, it's almost hard to believe, but it's the truth. Is the Bible the truth? Okay. And we believe the Bible? Okay. So, let's share this next scripture with you. Ephesians 2, 5 and 6 says, Even when we were dead in our transgressions, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. I said by grace you've been saved. It's not because you're good looking. It's not because you go to church. It's not because you tithe. It's not because you, you did anything. It's, it's a gift from God. Salvation is a free gift from God. You know why it's got to be free? Because if you could earn it, it would be all about you. Look how good I am. Look what I did. It's not about you. It's about him. Amen. It's too valuable to buy. It's free. Amen. By grace you are saved. You know, the world thinks being a Christian is about being good. It's not about being good. It's about being born again. It's about being recreated. It's about being regenerated. Amen? By grace we've been saved. Then it says, here's the, here's the, here's the kicker. This scripture still freaks me out. It just absolutely freaks me out because it, it's the truth. He says, and raised us up with him, him being Jesus, and he seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Seated with him. You know what that means? This is talking about a position. Jesus was exalted. Jesus ascended, and he goes back up to heaven. Amen? He's in his rightful place. The Bible's very clear. But then it says, we were dead in our transgressions. We've been raised up with him. That's the resurrection. And seated with him in heavenly places. You have literally in heaven, this is the way the seating chart looks in heaven. You know, you, sometimes you got seating charts. Amen. Remember when I was a school, there was always a seating chart. I was the big guy, I was always in the back. Okay? But here's a seating chart, and you've got God on his throne. And God's right hand is Jesus Christ. And at the right hand of Jesus is you, is us. We are seated—let me say it again. We are seated at the right hand of Jesus Christ. This is what the Scripture said. This is our legal position. This is what Jesus has done for us. If you believe it, you'll receive it. This is your position. Positionally, you've been raised up with Christ, and you are seated with Him in heavenly places. If you're a child of God, a son of God, a daughter of God, if you can believe this, this is your position— But here's the deal, we've got to get our condition to come in alignment with our position. Because you say, yeah, but but Dr. Self, you don't understand what my condition is. You tell me I'm seated in heaven with Christ Jesus and I've been given authority and I've been given power and I've been given honor. I say, yes, sir, that's the truth. Yeah, but you don't understand me. I can't even hardly make it through my paycheck, man. My paycheck don't even pay my bills, man. My dog done bit me, my cat ran off, you know, my wife don't respect me. You don't understand what I'm going through. I'm going to tell you something. I understand your condition but your position is up here and if you'll start get the revelation of your position your condition will change You got to have the revelation of your authority the revelation of who you are, the revelation of what's already been done. And you realize you are, listen, I'm looking at people right here that are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. But my condition is, my you don't understand my condition. I've been I've been through so much stuff, man. I've been through, yeah, I've been through stuff. We've all been through stuff, but it doesn't change the truth, man. It doesn't change who we are, it doesn't change the word of God. We have a position. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus that's who we are. Yeah. Folks, we're under attack. We're under huge attack. Christianity is being mocked even more than anything else in the world. I mean, we are being we're being if you're a Christian today in America, you're being called a bigot for being we we are intolerant. We're 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 haters because we just we don't agree with with the, what the world says. Amen. So therefore, we're just, you know, we're intolerant and or we're uh, just uneducated, and all all this kind of stuff, it's time that we raise up and start walking in our position, amen, and start living in our position, amen. you got to start believing your position, amen. We've been given authority. We have dominion. We have power. So I believe 99% of us are living beneath the authority and the power and the position that God has given us. I'm not saying you should be prideful. I'm saying you should be humble. But you need to change your identity. What you've been through doesn't, it's not who you are. It's who the Bible says you are. You see, we let the world and our experiences shape us. Well, I've been through hard times, and, you know, my, my mama didn't do me right, you know. My, my teachers kind of rejected me. I get kicked off the football team. You, know, you probably got, you know, Alabama probably let you play for them then. But anyway, you got kicked off the team. <laughs> you, got, you got kicked off the team, and I've been rejected my whole life. And I ain't never made much money, amen, and I've done all kinds of stuff. I'm, I'm just, you know. And people let that shape their identity. You know, I, I care what you've been through. I know we've been through some hard stuff. We've all been through some hard stuff, but that's not who I am. What I've been through, what I have experienced is not who I am. What I'm going through today is not who I am. My money is not who I am. My my bad past is not who I am, okay? The, who they say I am, who the world says I am. I lost my job. That's not who I am. Who I am is a child of the Most High God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ, above and not beneath the head and not the tail. Amen. Bless coming in. In and bless going out, all authority. <laughs> Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority over snakes and scorpions, and knoweth nothing of the enemy shall harm you. This is our position. My condition says something else. And I got a question for you today. Who are you going to believe? You're going to believe your condition? you going to have faith in your condition? Are you going to have faith in what they said about you? Are you going to have faith in your paycheck? Are you going to have faith in, in what the world says about you, what your boss says about you? Are you going to have faith in what CNN News says? Period. Anything they say. <laughs> or are you going to have faith in what the Word of God says, which says you've been raised up with Jesus and you're seated in heavenly places? That is a place of authority. That is a place of power. That is a place of the anointing. That is a place, let me tell you something, I honestly believe that if we will get this in our heart and meditate this and chew on this, because see, you've been told your whole life you're something else. See, Satan knows the Word of God. Satan knows that faith comes by hearing. He does. Faith comes by hearing. Of course, the rest of it is by the Word of Christ, amen? But faith comes by hearing. But when you hear a lie long enough, you start to believe it. When you hear these, they get these negative messages long enough, you start to believe it. There's a thing that we, there's ministry we do in Orlando called personal ministry, and it's about deliverance from schemes. A scheme is the overall plan of the enemy to destroy your life. There is an overall plan of the enemy. It says in Corinthians, we should not be ignorant of Satan's schemes. The scheme is the big plan, the big picture of the scheme to destroy your life. Amen. There's a scheme against you. It could be rejection, it could be fear. It could be abandonment. It could be. One of the big ones is a scheme called illegitimacy. That's where you feel like you always have to prove yourself. You really don't feel that you measure up. You don't feel you're legitimate, so you're always trying to prove yourself. That's the scheme that Satan tried to put on Jesus. You know, after Jesus was baptized and he went into the wilderness, Satan immediately began to question Jesus. If, if you be the son of God. If turn these stones into bread, if you be the son of God, cast yourself down from this temple. He was trying to get Jesus to question his identity. See, he was trying to illegitimize you. He's trying to illegitimize Jesus so he could illegitimize you. Jesus didn't fall for it, but so many of us do fall for it. We really don't feel legitimate. We really don't feel that we matter. Seriously, we don't feel that we matter. We don't feel that people care. We don't feel that we're important. We don't really feel that we're blessed. We don't really feel that we're this because this is what my experience has taught me. My experience has taught me all kinds of stuff that are not true. But at some point, I've got to grow up and decide, am I going to believe what I have experienced or believe what God says? And when you start believing the Word of God, the Word of God will start to manifest and will start to change your life. I promise you, it will change your life. Now, James said something interesting. He said, faith without works is dead. You've got, if you say, I believe I've been raised up with Jesus and I'm seated in heavenly places, then you've got to start walking it out. You've got to start acting like it. you got to start taking authority. you got to start holding your head up, amen. you got to start saying, no, I am not going to put up with this. I know better. I know better. You can fight for your family. You can fight for your Right. So he tells you Satan is a trespasser. He is illegal. He will try to give you everything that does not belong to you until you take your position and say, I have authority, I have power, I'm not gonna put up with it any longer. No more. I know who I am. I've been seated right next to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I rebuke you, I forbid you from doing this to my family. I call you out by name. Get out. I'm blessed of Abraham. I have the blessings. I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. I will not receive this anymore. This is not who I am. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Well, what do you think about yourself? You think about what you've lived through. You think what you need. Some of you did drugs and alcohol. That doesn't define you. That was just something the enemy trying to destroy you. Most people I've seen that got hooked up on drugs and alcohol had tremendous calls on their life. And Satan tried to destroy you. He tried to kill you with it. Uh, can I can tell you how many people I've seen that, that absolutely have come out of addictions that are called to do great things for God, and the addiction was simply to take them out. Amen. I want to tell you something, folks. Our position will change our condition, but you have to have revelation. You've got to think about it and think about it and think about it and read it and chew on it and read it and, it and chew on it and read it and chew on it, and then you have to walk it. You have to walk it. You have to walk it, to walk it out. I was talking in the, the second. I'll tell this testimony again. I told it in the earlier service. I feel a little repetitious. I feel a little redundant. But my jokes are different, though. I want you to know you're getting jokes that they did not get in the second service. You're, you're blessed. Amen? Now, my wife's heard them about 55 times. But you're getting new material. Amen? About 30 years ago. About 30 years ago. This is the truth. I had a weird thing happen to me. Um, when I was young, I was playing basketball. I was 18 years old and I, I broke my left foot, OK? A year later, I'm playing basketball, and I broke my right foot. A few years later, I'm playing some football. I broke my left foot again. Then I was playing golf, and I stepped in a hole, and I pulled all the ligaments out of my right ankle. And this went on for about 10 years. I'm talking about and I, you know, three bone breaks, one complete ligament. And the ligament pull was actually worse than the bone breaks. Finally, I get to this, uh, this bone doctor, specialist. And he looks at me, and he says, you know what's wrong? I said, I don't know. He said, I can tell you why you're breaking your feet. I said, Well, why is that? He said, You have Charcot-Marie-Tooth disease. And I said, Say what? My good old Memphis accent. said, so, huh? You know, I did my little belt, my Elvis imitation. Huh? Huh? Thank you very much. Huh? What What is Charcot-Marie-Tooth disease? He said, Well, it's a form of muscular dystrophy. I said, I've heard of. It. Oh, you mean that thing that Jerry Lewis does to telephone about? Yeah, muscular dystrophy. I said. You're saying I have muscular dystrophy? He said, Yes. You have Charcot-Marie-Tooth disease. It's a form of muscular dystrophy that affects the lower legs and the feet. And I said, Well, I, I don't understand. He says, Well, your legs are going to deteriorate, and I actually, and they will eventually just shrink up and they will wither. And also, it will probably get into your hands. I said, well, what, what, what's the cure? He said, There's no cure. And he said, Well, what? he said, you'll you'll just be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. And I, I, I said, "Excuse me." He said, "You will be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life." Something in my spirit said, "No, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that." Amen. We're not. We're not. We're just not. We're just not going to do that. Amen. Because I just I refuse to. I refuse to accept that diagnosis. And uh, we got some doctors in the house. That was the. It was Charcot Marie Tooth disease. You can look it up on the internet. It will gross you out when you see it. Okay. I've seen it. It was just impossible. It was impossible. But the thing that I did, I think, is maybe helped me is all Jesus Christ. I went to the elders of the church. I said, I need to be anointed with oil. I want you to put oil on my feet. I want you to pour some oil. I don't care. Oil you got, man. Soak my feet. I want the elders to lay hands on my feet. And I got the elders of the church to lay hands on my feet. And then Here's something interesting, and faith without works is dead. I kept walking. Now, I was in some pain and I had some swelling, but I kept walking. I mean, I walked. I would take hikes. I even kept playing basketball. And it would hurt me, and it would it would be kind of painful. And I loved to go camping and hiking, and I would go camping and hiking, and I kept doing stuff with my feet. I just kept walking it out. I said, no. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I just kept walking it out. And I remember when I was an Olive Branch, I still had some remnants of disease. My toes were just all curled up and really gross looking. The church prayed for my toes and my toes straightened out. I mean, it's completely straightened out. Amen. And I walked and I walked and I, and I literally put this diagnosis. Now, I'm not saying the doctors are fantastic, they are instruments of God. Dr. Jess, Dr. Dean, you're instruments of God. Amen. Amen. And I'm not condemning the diagnosis, I'm not condemning it. They, they diagnosed me the way they diagnosed me, and that's, that's fine. Amen. But what I'm saying is, God healed me. But I didn't, even though I had some pain for years, I just did not quit walking. You know, faith without works is dead. I put it out of my mind, and I kept walking, and I kept walking. And I do not have any pain today at all. Zero, zilch, none, period, none. I have, I told the the first, second session that I have um, my foot, my left foot is still a little deformed. It's bent. My left foot is bent, and it's still got some deformity to it, which I kind of like, because it just reminds me how God healed me. I mean, it it just reminds me. Of how Godly, but you see, you have to you have to walk it out. You got to believe, and then you got to act like you're healed. I mean, you got to believe and act like you're healed. And when your position and your authority, you got to walk out your authority. You got to act and walk and live like you have authority and you have a position with God. And when you do that, your condition, which has been here, is going to start to rise. Amen. Because you have risen with Christ, you have this great position. You got to get your condition to rise up to the same level as your position. And that comes by faith and walking it out and meditating and walking it out. You guys are children of the Most High God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ, members of the royal priesthood, amen. You're not beneath, you're above, amen. You're not the tail, you're the head. The tail is the one that gets drugged through the dirt. You don't want to be the tail, you want to be a head, amen. And this is who you are. And if you will start believing who you are, let me tell you something, the world is trying to shape our identity all the time, all the time. You see, and I, I love sports. I am a sports guy. And people even identify with sports. I mean, come on, it's real. It's like, well, if my team's winning, I'm a winner. If a team loses, I lose. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. People identify with sports. And guys, we're competitive. When we're winning, we're something else. We identify with money. We identify with our looks. We identify with, with our position in church. We identify with what the world says. That's not who you are. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. who has been raised up and seated in heavenly places. Amen. You can let the world shape you, or you can have God shape you. But if you want to come out of your condition, if you want to get your condition to rise up in line with your position, you've got to quit believing what you've been through and start believing what God says. Amen? And start believing what God says. That's the truth. I want our condition to come in line with our position. Your family, husband, you need to rise up and take your position. Your wife needs it. Your children needs it. Your job needs it. Amen. Children, leaders of the church, rise up and take your position. You've been raised up with Jesus Christ and seated in heavenly places. This is the truth. This is who you are. I don't care what you've been through. I do care what you've been through. But what you've been through, it's not your position. It's just mainly, usually it's an attack. Or it's us just doing goofy stuff. I did more goofy stuff than the devil could do to me. Our position is seated in heavenly places. I've been seated in heavenly places. Are you seated in heavenly places? Raise your hand if you're seated in heavenly places. Say, I'm seated in heavenly places. Look at your neighbor and go, I got a special seat. It's in heavenly places. It's better than that seat I'm sitting in. Oh, Amen. These seats are pretty cushy and comfortable, not nearly like that seat in heavenly places. Amen. Jesus was trying to show us, Paul was trying to teach us who we really are the authority, the power, the anointing. Jesus said, I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna give you power, I'm gonna give you anointing. You've got the spirit of the living God living in you. You've got God Himself living in you. Where is God? He's the King of kings, Lord, Lord. God is living in you. This is who you are, this is your identity. We gotta live it, folks. You gotta walk it out, you gotta change your thinking. And it takes a while. Faith comes by hearing. You've been hearing stuff the world's been telling you and people have been telling you for years. Quit doing it. Start, renew your mind. Renew your mind. Renew your thought life with the truth. Focus on the truth. Focus on it. And the more you focus on it, the more it will control you. That's an interesting principle in counseling. I've counseled this for years. I watch people that will focus on their problems. They'll focus on their wife. They'll focus on their husband. I want to tell you something. Whatever you focus on controls your life. Amen? If you're watching TV, that TV is controlling your life. Amen? You're watching a good movie, that movie is controlling your life. Amen? Who do you want to be in control of your life? The TV? You know, sometimes you get focused on Alabama. That's, that's difficult. Amen? Yeah, it's hard for me. No, actually, it's pretty easy for me not to be focused on Alabama. Amen? But if you focus on the truth... The truth will control you. If you focus on the Word of God, the Word of God will control you. If you focus on your true identity, your identity will control you. If you focus on this Scripture right here, this Scripture will, be, will begin to control you, and you'll start reaping the benefits. And all of a sudden, your condition is going to start to rise. Your condition, which has been so low and so hard and so difficult, you're going to watch your condition rise. I focus. I'm, I'm meditating. I'm praying. I'm walking it out. I'm starting to think like this. I'm I'm starting to walk like this. I'm starting to think like this. I'm starting to live like this. I'm starting to be like this. This is who I am. This is who I am. am. Watch my condition. Well, here comes my condition. It's getting higher. It's getting higher. It's getting higher. And all of a sudden, my condition is up here where it belongs. Because that's what the Word of God says. My condition should equal my position. And it's a job, but you can do it. Nothing's impossible with Christ. Amen? With God, all things are possible. Rise up, church. Rise up, husbands. Rise up, wives. Rise up, leaders. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. God needs you to do this. Your family needs you to do this. Your job needs you to do this. Arab needs you to do this. Gunnerville's okay. No. <laughs> Rise up. Rise up. Rise. That's the message today. Rise up. Rise up. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you, Father, for your word, which cannot return void. I praise you, Father. I thank you, Lord. You know, if you want to have this position, first thing you have to do is literally accept the truth that Jesus Christ paid the penalty for your stuff He went to the cross and paid a horrible price to set you free if you will accept that be willing to ask forgiveness for your sins the lord says he will come into your heart the word of god says if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart jesus is lord you shall be saved the first thing nothing you will not have this position if you have not accepted jesus christ as your lord that's all it is it's so simple so i'm asking you now let's just pray Let's pray. And if you would like to do this, I'm not going to beg you. I'm just going to say, your life is at stake. Your family needs this. You need this. I'm going to pray. Let's just say this prayer. If this prayer is you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Heavenly Father, pray with me, folks. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe you sent your Son to die on the cross for me. I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and be my Savior. I accept you now as my Lord. I accept you as my King. I ask for your Holy Spirit to fill me. And I thank you now, Father, according to your word. I've been raised up. And I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Amen.